Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, Pastor Jim is going to pause on verse 15 in Matthew chapter 6. Well, sort of. We've been on the topic of prayer for a few weeks now, and we're calling this week's message Matthew chapter 6 verse 15, but really, Pastor Jim is taking the opportunity to pause and address the question, why does prayer sometimes not seem to work? That's an interesting question. Does prayer not work sometimes? Or does the question reveal misunderstanding of what prayer is? Well, each day this week should prove both clarifying and reassuring. Here is today's slice of the message entitled, When Prayer Doesn't Seem to Work. You've had the questions, Lord, why didn't you answer my prayer? Why are you not easing this pain? Why are you not taking away my sorrow? Haven't you seen my tears? I've asked with hope. I'm asking in faith, Lord. I know you have the power to take care of this thing. I know you love me. So why have you not moved in this situation to grant some relief? And maybe in your worst moment, you're thinking, does prayer actually work? Look, when, when you go through something hard, the pain is real. It's part of living in a fallen world. Go read Romans chapter 8. The whole world groans waiting for redemption. And not only that, we ourselves, even the children of God, even those who are described at the beginning of that chapter, for whom there's no condemnation, even we ourselves groan while we wait for the redemption of the body. But it may be when you're groaning with the inevitable pain of the sorrows and the, and the wounds, the bruises of this world, it's easy to forget the answers to your questions have already been given. And I want us to massage them a little bit today. The ultimate explanation for any prayer that is not answered is what Jesus said in John 11, verse 4. It is for the glory of God, so that the Son of God may be glorified by it. Understand what Mary and Martha couldn't possibly have understood. They didn't know it at the time, but that whole incident of Lazarus's death and the timing of Lazarus's death and the location of Lazarus's death and him raising him from the dead, that was all part of the unfolding plan that was going to take Jesus to the cross. And it had to unfold that way so that he could go to the cross and accomplishing some, accomplish something far more spectacular than physical healing, far more spectacular than the fact that he raised Lazarus from the dead. And do you know Jesus arranged for Lazarus to die and be raised then specifically to again stick the spiritual finger in the eye of the Pharisees 
They hated him so much, and so he sneaked right up to Jerusalem where there was a hit out on him, right into the backyard of Jerusalem, raises Lazarus and leaves again. And remember, they even wanted to murder Lazarus then. This was all part of a plan that those three couldn't possibly have known. But through what God was doing, their sins were going to be washed away because their beloved Jesus was going to take them on himself. Now, if you read carefully in John 11, I've already mentioned a couple of the places, but you'll see several references to the fact that Jesus loved Mary and Martha and Lazarus, and yet he delayed. He loved them, so he stayed put for two days and didn't show up until two days after that. He let Lazarus die. He let the sisters mourn. Draw the lesson from that, my friends. His love for us is not negated by us experiencing the universal effects of the fall, including even death. His love for us is not negated by what we perceive as unanswered prayer. I alluded to it already, but there's another passage that teaches us that sometimes God does not give us what we ask because... Not just glorifying himself, but more personally. Sometimes he does it because it is in our best interest, spiritually, that we not get what we ask for. I'm thinking of 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 8 and 9. That chapter begins with Paul recounting some spectacular visions that he has. And he said, you know, in light of the abundance of what I have seen, God gave me something to keep me humble. It's called a thorn in the flesh. Now, there's approximately a bazillion teen views on what the thorn in the flesh might be. And if anybody tells you what it is, they're lying because they don't know. Unless they happen to be the one right guess. I have my view. You can get to heaven with your view. The point is, look at this. Paul says, concerning this, I implored the Lord three times that it might leave me. And he has said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for power is perfected in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, I will rather boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. If I get everything right, if I get all of my prayers answered, It might look like I'm in charge, and God knows better than to let me think that. So, every trial you face, every pain you endure, every prayer that you you moan to the Lord in your worst hours, every one of those is an opportunity for you to learn more about, look at the text, the grace of God and His power to see you through. His power when you're exhausted. Along the way, you you will continue to grow. But like we sang earlier in the service, when you turn your eyes upon Jesus and look full in His wonderful face, the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of His, what are the words? Glory and grace. Guess what passage that songwriter was probably thinking of when he wrote those words? 
the things of earth, those things that don't seem to be, God doesn't seem to be answering. Ah, but he has a plan. And it's about his glory and his grace. So think about when prayer doesn't seem to work. Sometimes it's when, well, God says no. Because he sees infinitely more than we do. Knows infinitely more than we know and has the power to work everything for his glory. But there's another reason that prayer might seem not to work other than just getting all lofty about the sovereignty of God um, and him saying no for his glory and for your growth in his grace. Sometimes you're part of the problem. Our motives can be off track so that we pray and even earnestly, even passionately, but we don't really want what glorifies God. James, the half-brother of Jesus, explained why it's so easy for us to get testy with each other, even to get discouraged, even to pick fights for that matter. An excellent passage to go to whenever you have a conflict before you start working on anything to do with the relationship or with the other person. Here's a great passage to, to, to go to. It's James chapter 4, verses 1 through 3. Listen to this. What is the source of quarrels and conflicts among you? Now, who's he writing to? Christians. People who hold their faith in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ, as he puts it in in chapter 2. What is the source of quarrels and conflicts among you? Is not the source your pleasures that wage war in your members? You lust. Now, that doesn't have to be a sexual thing. It's just a strong desire. You want something. You lust and do not have, so you commit murder. Now, it doesn't mean that you kill somebody when you don't get what you want, but remember, Murder is the same sin as anger. That's the point of this. You are envious and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. (coughs) Sometimes you haven't even stopped to call upon the Lord. You think you've got this all figured out. You can handle it all on your own. So you do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive, now listen to this, because you ask with wrong motives so that you may spend it on your pleasures. Look, if we've learned anything from the Lord's Prayer, our heart has to be crying out, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. My prayers are are going to be very limited in their effect. If I only want what I want, I have to want something far more glorious than that, the glory of God. If prayer is part of your relationship with God, and it is, listen, I, I promise you're not going to find it unless you truly can say, your will be done. You have to want what he wants. If your goal is, like Francis Schaeffer coined the terms, if if your goal is personal peace and affluence, well, you're not going to be getting what you're asking for most of the time. You can expect your loving father to chasten you 
if your motives are wrong rather than to reward you. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.